Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the third annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I am your host, Otis, and this is episode number seven. We're seven movies in. Why are you making a face for me? I'll fight you. I was excited. That was like happy singing. <laughs> oh, How your face. You? you were like, mm-hmm. I no. thought you were doing that. I was like, because you only look at this, like my cheek, my cheek went up and that's all you saw because you were looking at a side profile. Yeah. You're looking at my face all the way. You would have seen I was smiling, a happy smile. Hooray. We're a week in. Only three more weeks to go. Yes. <laughs> that was a good intro. Think about it. <laughs> and I am joined today by, obviously you heard Katie. My lovely wife, Katie, and we are reviewing Candyman. But dang, didn't you do that like six days ago? Yeah. We did the old one. Yes, we are reviewing the 2021. The brand new one. Sequel. Uh, So with this newer version, it was kind of made to, it's weird. The trailers made it seem like they were restarting it, just the way it went. And it was just a new person getting caught up in the mythos the what the urban legend situation Mm -hmm. and just getting trapped and then getting hooked up but then we learned after watching it oh yeah i saw that uh we learned by watching it that this my friends is a sequel and so in the first episode so hey go back a couple episodes go to episode one of the third annual halloween screamathon and you'll hear us talking about the first movie it's really good and we talked about a lot of things but for the uninitiated or the lazy people that don't want to go back. How can- dare you. Right? Uh, Candyman's a story of just this urban legend. Not even urban legend. A real story of a person that is wrongfully murdered. I say person in this version. Trust me, that makes more sense. person that is wrongfully murdered mainly because of race or just shitty people. And then they just become a weapon of murder vengeance kind of situation a lot of it some of it isn't just for justice it's just we were wronged and so if you call a call on us you will be wronged too physically so that's kind of it in the first one we meet helen helen lyle a graduate student where she is studying the whole situation trying to make a sweet ass dissertation about the legend and she gets caught up she gets in way too deep and actually defeats Mr. Seaman. We don't, I don't say his name five times because I'm black. So, and Katie just got common sense also. So we don't say the name five times. We'll just probably call him Seaman or Willy Wonka. So we said in the first one, because he's like a sweet ass black Willy Wonka. But Helen actually defeats Willy Wonka in a burning fucking bonfire. And she saves a wee little baby named Anthony. And so, this is the continuation. This is 27 years later, I believe. And uh, it just goes from there. This movie is absolutely amazing. The newer topics that they bring up, sure. It's a scary movie. So, obviously, there's going to be jumps and murders and blood. But then it brings up gentrification. and brings up police brutality. brings up racism. And all these other topics that in the world now if you talk about it 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 it's a different type of fear you know it if 
you get pulled over by the cops is just it's a different type of fear you know i'm not worried that they're gonna turn to a giant monster and eat me i'm just worried i might not make it home it's a different type of fear real fear so this movie it was originally going to be directed by jordan peele but he sat and worked on the screenplay and helped be a producer of it and uh nia DaCosta. so i looked up her name this is like her first big thing, and hooray to you, Nia DaCosta. This is a good way to start your journey. She is going to be involved with the Marvel... I don't know if it's a show or a movie right now, but it's called The Marvels. I think that's Captain Marvel's second movie, right? Yeah. So, yes, she's doing a Marvel movie. Of- that's why I recognized her name when I saw it on the on the sheet or on the in the movie. Yeah. Because I was like, I've seen that name before. And I was like, this is the first thing she's ever done. And I was like... Well, I don't know why I know her name, but yeah, I do. You were thinking about it's because future I've, her. It's because I've read a bunch of things about upcoming Marvel stuff, and she's going to be the director for the new Marvel, the Marvels movie for and, Captain Marvel and uh, what's the girl's name? Oh, what was her name? Spectrum. I believe that was her name, right? Spectrum? I don't know. She didn't have. She didn't get a superhero name. Oh. Monica Rambeau. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, I'm sorry, I was going a little too deep. Monica Rambeau and um, the new Kamala Khan. Yes, so Miss Marvel. Um, just going off of what she does, just in this movie, she she knows what she's doing. I'm very excited for it. Marvel, they they do what they do. They're gonna make millions, so it it'll be an enjoyable ride. But they're gonna get our money, so yeah. <laughs> so what did you what did you think about this movie? I thought it was really fucking cool. This is probably the second best sequel to a movie, to a horror movie I have ever seen. Yes. Um, And I say second best because nothing so far has been better than 2018's Halloween. Yes. Not like, a lot of movies are really good. good. Like, a lot of newer sequels that have come out have been really good. And this one can't. Seaman is really good, but it's not quite as good as the new Halloween. You know what I'm excited for? Halloween's Halloween the sequel sequel. Yeah. When we get Halloween kills. I'm very pumped to Halloween see Halloween kills. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, but that's gonna be good. But anyways, so this new Candy Person movie was really fucking cool because it brought in a lot of additional lore to the character. Um, which you don't always get in a sequel for a horror film. A lot of times the horror movie, um, the first horror movie sets up your basic, like, here's why the bad guy does the bad things. Mm -hmm. And in the second film, it's just that bad guy doing the bad things. Like, you don't really get a lot more extra. Mm. Uh, Which is really what I think puts these newer sequels like makes them way better than a lot of our older sequels yes (laughs) because older sequels did not do that like if you go back and watch nightmare on elm street one you get like why freddy became what he was and then nightmare on elm street 2 is just like oh freddy's back he's killing folks no nothing about how or why he does it nothing they didn't they didn't talk about it a lick but both in the new halloween the new uh seaman and even Quiet Place 2, they go into kind of more 
of the lore behind what the fuck happened and how things have gotten this way and why this person is this way. And it's fucking cool. And the way that they developed this story throughout the movie, you don't really know what's happening or what's going on because you're assuming that it's the same thing as the first movie until you get to the end and then the lore completely shifts and changes and you get all this cool new, like the delivery of the lore was fucking cool yes and i really really liked the way that they did it in this film yes uh very enjoyable and the connections to the first film yes even though this movie is now what 40 30 years removed yeah. 40 years removed from the first one from the events in the first one in Cabrini Green. Like, it's so cool how they connect them and all the intricate little details that they added in. It was really fucking good. Yeah, it's damn good. So one fun fact that I saw about this movie. So Jordan Peele, you know, we all know Jordan Peele, uh, got out there and did Get Out and made some really solid horror movies and just things that make you think. So this movie, 2018, Jordan Peele picked this movie up because he was a hot new thing. And he just talked about how he always wanted to do a Seaman movie. And the people were like, okay, you will take it. So this was one of his dream films and a cartoon series that one day he will actually probably get because he's that good right now. He wants to do a Gargoyles movie really bad. He said that's his like dream thing is make a Gargoyles movie. If you have not ever seen Gargoyles, you're doing yourself a disservice. Go to Disney Plus and check out Gargoyles. It is an amazing show. My eyes could not be wider right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he wants to do Jordan one so Jordan Peele doing Gargoyles would be so good. It'd be so dark. Yes. And twisty. Oh, yeah. Even, it, okay, I, I like the idea of him doing a... Um, animated because it is gargoyles but if he did it live action like could you fucking he could make it work imagine the makeup oh it'd be so good yeah jesus it'd, it'd be, be like stranger good. things but like oh my god it'd be so good yeah it'd be so good and you could add backstory to why the gargoyles are the gar like more backstory than they got in the show because he they talk about it a little bit, but you don't get enough of it. It would be so fucking cool. Yeah. So one day we'll see it. But Jordan Peele is on his second layer of things he wants to do. You know, first layer is make a movie. <laughs> yeah. So he got to do that. And now he's, you know, helped with a Seaman movie. And then, eh. But soon enough, we will see a Gargoyles movie. And I will be first in line to watch it. So, like I said, um, if you listen to our first episode, like I said, this is a urban legend story myth just gets out of control and in this one it's the same situation like we talked about seaman willy wonka he spreads his influence by people talking about him just like freddy krueger the more people that talk about him the stronger he gets the more people get interested and want to say his name five times in a mirror i don't understand the allure of that but i think it's partly people get mesmerized by it and they just can't help but say it. That's the only way that works. Because mm -hmm. if someone's like, hey, man, I heard the story. If you say if you say Bella in the mirror, she'll pop up and, and just cut you with a little cat hands. You know what I'm not going to do? Go to fucking mirror and see what happens. That's stupid. But all these 
dumb folks in this movie are just like, you know what? Let's test it. Yeah. Fuck it. I need to know what happens. Bella, 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 Bella. And then you're and dead. She, you're dead. <laughs> just insta-dead. Yeah. So, uh, we, we already talked about how we feel about it. This is a must-watch. Please, please yes. watch this movie. Go watch this movie. It's in theaters right now. Or you can watch it on, where did we watch it? HBO? No. I don't know where we We found it online. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, go check it out in theaters. Don't do what we did. <laughs> you forced me to say it out loud. You, you cut that out. Nah, I ain't cut that. It's all right. <laughs> I've said it before. I've said yo-ho-ho multiple times. Yes. Okay. So we'll get through the story, which is, it's not the same thing as the first movie, especially towards the end. This bad boy changes. But- yeah, it's pretty to the point. Hour and a half. Uh, I think it's shorter than actually the original one. Yeah, it's pretty short. So uh, it moves. Yeah, it it moves. So the beginning. It actually does a cool little flashback to nineteen seventy seven, and we check out a kid. He is going to do the laundry for his his mom, and he's heading down to the laundry in Cabrini Green. Bum, bum, bum. Which is in a whole other building, which is interesting to me. I think it is the same building. It no, because looks... he walked like out. Oh, Cause yeah. He was in the his him and his mom lived in the um, single story houses. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he walked out and like down the street to the multi story building because it had the laundromat at the bottom. Oh, okay. So as he's down there, he is putting in the laundry, and there's just a hole in the wall. Which is instantly bothersome to anybody that's seen Horrific. a scary movie. Horrific. And so, <laughs> a man comes out of the hole. First, he throws a piece of candy on the ground out of the hole. Yes. So, the kid walks out of the laundromat Ugh. towards the hole because that's where the stairs kind of are. And a piece of candy gets thrown out and lands on the floor in front of him. And he's like, what the fuck? And he picks it up and he gets cut. And he's like, God damn it, what? No, not that kid. He didn't get cut. Guess he did. I thought he did. Mm-mm. Oh, you're, you're Later right. on, there's you're, a cut. Okay, but he picks up the candy, regardless, and is like, what the fuck is this? And then a guy walks out of the hole. And like I said, it's instantly, you're, everyone's ready just to see something scary in this and movie. uncomfortable as fuck. And so this man, his name is Sherman Fields. He comes out of this fucking hole. And actually, before that, you see cops on the normal level, because he went down to the basement. The cops uh, have a picture, and it looks kind of like Sherman, and they're looking for him. So Sherman starts trying to hand candy to the kid, and he's like, hey, be quiet, here's some candy. And the kid starts screaming, rightfully fucking so. Yeah, don't take candy from strangers. Yeah. So, um... We'll continue that because actually at the beginning, that's where it stops. Just we hear screams and then the kid just we'll find out what happens to that child later. So we are now in 2019, 27 years after the events of the first movie. So Anthony McCoy, that name sounds familiar, (laughs) is living in Chicago with his girlfriend, Brianna. And she's a uh, an art director, art gallery director. And Brianna's brother, Troy. He talks about the urban legend of... Seaman. No. Helen Lyle. Oh, you're right. Yes. You're right. right. So the second he said, hey, have you guys heard the story of that crazy person, Helen Lyle? Like, what? 
So he tells the story of the first movie, but from the angle of someone that sees it from the outside saying like, oh, she was crazy as fuck. Mm -hmm. So Helen Lyle went on a killing spree and she cut off a dog's head. Hey, kidnaps a baby, attacks the mom, sees a burning bonfire and decides she wants to throw the baby into the fire. But the crowd stops her, saves the baby. And Helen says, fuck it, and jumps into the fire. And then she dies. <laughs> hey, that story sounds really familiar. Yes. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first movie. So years have gone by. And the fact that people can't really get the true story because it's a fucking spirit that really knows the truth. It all gets turned around. And honestly, this is one of those moments in a horror movie that when you get a sequel, it's like, I know you saved the day. But everyone thinks you probably did that thing, so you're probably in prison. Uh, there's tons of movies that, like, there's no saving this afterward. If this story continues, you're in trouble. Like, fucking Die Hard, he blew up a building to save the day, but he'd have to go through so much bullshit afterward that he probably wouldn't be a cop anymore after all of that, honestly. But yeah, that's just my brain thinking too hard. So... <laughs> Helen Lyle, yes, she is now the villain in this future story. So, after hearing the story, Anthony feels kind of tied to this. He feels like it's something that he can get some inspiration for some artwork because he is one of those starving artists that doesn't have a job and just kind of sits inside and works on art because he wants to get big, which, I mean, I think they all start like that, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so, he comes up with some stuff, but it's not as good And so he's looking for that new inspiration. So while walking around Cabrini Green, he's taking a picture of a church, a very important church we'll get to later, but he gets stung by a bee. And he's like, ah, that fucking hurt. Whatever. And keeps moving. The bee just like instantly dies and these ants are like eating it. So I don't know if that's a metaphor for anything. But later on, he meets a man named Billy Burke. And Burke is a laundromat owner. And he is that child that we saw at the beginning of the movie. So Burke finishes the story and he says, like, hey, you want to hear about the Candyman, right? That's what that's what you're here for. So I'm going to tell you the story. And he says that somebody was putting razor blades in candy and giving it out to kids. Razor blades. Yeah, razor blades. <laughs> and so the cops believed that it was Sherman because Sherman loved to give kids candy. That was his thing. So the cops are looking for him. Billy is seemingly almost assaulted by Sherman. He terrified. I had to scream too because he came out of a fucking dark hole. I'd I, fuck all of that. So the cops are really madly looking for him because a white girl got one of those razor blade candies. And so now it's an issue. <laughs> so they hear the screams and they head down to the basement and they find old Sherman. And they do what racist cops do best. They whomp the ever-living fuck out of this man and kill him. And then, unfortunately, a little bit later, more candy with razor blades come out. So, posthumously, post, yeah, posthumia, whom, I said it right the first time, posthumously. 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 There you go. Yeah, that's the word. He's exonerated. Sherman didn't do those bad things, but you know what happens? Unfortunately, he's kind of the Candyman now. So, in this version, this movie, they say that 
if you're wrong there, for some reason, you can be the new one. So now, if anyone says C-Man five times in a mirror, it's not Tony Todd that they see. They see Sherman. And his face is beat up, one eye is open, and he has his wheeze to him because his body's broken. And he kills you. And then if anybody else sees him, he puts his little hook hand up and he just goes, shh, don't tell anybody. And he puts his hand out and he has candy in it. Absolutely fucking terrible and scary. So at that point, Katie and I looked at each other. I'm like, that's fucking weird. Why did he become the new one? But in the first one, Helen didn't. But maybe she did. We just didn't know. Yeah. It, It gets really confusing because she does have a hook. But I was like, but maybe she was the new one. She had a hook, but not like everybody else had a hook. Yeah, but she... A little, little different. Yeah, I know. It, it got weird. So, Anthony, And uh-huh. she didn't die. She wasn't wronged in Cabrini Green. True. She saved the day. She saved the day. Up. Yeah. The, the myth around Helen is now that she was cursed to become the sea man. Yeah. Sea woman. But... That's not actually what happened to her. She yeah. saved the day, ended up saving the day at the end of that movie. So I'm curious. It didn't if... work on her. She even said it to him in the fire. She was like, "You want, you want to take me and make me this person, but I'm, I refuse. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna be the good guy here. I'm gonna save the day." I'm curious if, if you still say Helen in that world, she pops up, or maybe it was just for her husband. Maybe she was waiting on him to say it. Yeah, well, you're right. She did show up. Fuck, I forgot that that happened. I forgot that ending scene. Yeah. God damn it. I don't know. Right when the husband was like, Helen, and she was like, what up? <laughs> and then whipped his ass. Like Maybe I said, it's because nobody says Helen in the mirror anymore. True. Maybe she's just chilling somewhere waiting. Just <laughs> she's waiting. But only her, only her husband would say it. Yeah. <laughs> so Anthony gets inspired by this. And he says multiple times, he's like, man, I feel like. I don't know. This feels very special to me. And I'm, yeah, and Katie, I feel really connected to this. Me and Katie look at each other like, mm. <laughs> I know exactly why. So he makes an art exhibit about the legend. And so his art. Really e- fucking cool art exhibit. And fuck the art critic in this movie. Yeah. Who's like, this shit is dumb. So he explains the story. Like, you know, when they do the art things and there's like the little sheet of paper on the side. And so he tells the story. And he says, like, you know, if, you know, say his name. I think that was the name of it. What? Right? Say my name? Say his name. Say, uh, say my name. Yeah. Say my name. And it's just a mirror, a giant mirror. And it's like, say my name if you're brave enough. It's a mirror that looks like a medicine cabinet. Yes. It's split. It's one of those, like, split medicine cabinets that opens on both sides. It's like a four-piece bendy medicine cabinet. So the art gallery folks just aren't fans of it and they don't get it. I'm like this is so dumb. I'm like bitch open it. Right? And so he gets pretty steamed about it and he leaves and he kind of rags on all of Brianna's friends and says like y'all bitches, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a really fucking cool art piece. Uh just to give you guys a heads up, if you've seen the first movie, you know that the original story is that the person, like what Helen uncovered is that the person who was committing all these murders was actually traveling through a hole in the wall that was set behind um, the murder victim's medicine cabinet. Yeah. So he like knocked out the medicine cabinet and pulled, like would crawl through that hole and then kill the people in that house. And that's how he was killing all the people in Cabrini Green. Um, 
in this one, after Anthony had heard this story, his art piece became a medicine cabinet. And, you know, you stand in front of it and say the sea were the seaman like five times and that's part of the art piece but then it's interactive because you walk up to it and open the medicine cabinet like double doors basically french doors and inside of it is graffitied artwork similar to what was in cabrini green at yeah. the time like in that little room where seaman was living and taking his victims and doing all these things and he had like Dressed it with um, black lights and stuff, so yeah. it was very—it was really fucking cool yeah, was looking, cool. like the pretty dope art piece. And everybody else can go fuck themselves. Art no. is weird. Well, they get—they get fucked. You right? Pretty soon. So the art gallery, the owner that night, him and his girlfriend, they pull a uh, Billy and the white girl from the beginning of the first movie, and they're like, "Hey, let's let's be kinky. Let's say." His name five times in the mirror. Nothing's going to happen. Let's have sex here. And he's like, oh, okay. And they say the names. And then we get to see a updated, cooler, CG, awesome version of an invisible person murdering folks. And then anytime there's some type of reflection around, you can see him walking up. A la Invisible Man 2020. Yes. It was really cool. And anytime you see a reflection of him... It's not our Seaman. It's not our Willie. It's not, not Tony, Tony Todd. It, it's the new person. It's Sherman. And it, th- that was really weird. I kept frowning. I'm like, why is it that guy? Okay, maybe. We'll, we'll learn more later. And Sherman slits the throat of the girlfriend. And the guy's like, what the fuck? And, and he's he freaking out. He tries to run away and then gets his shit Gets slit. his Achilles tendon cut and then dragged back into the darkness and gets murdered. And then their bodies are placed right in front of the art exhibit. That Anthony made. Mm-hmm. And so on the news, the first time, the uh, reporter says the name of his art, like... His art piece. It's like, it's, this was you know, put, placed in front of Anthony's... Anthony, what, Johnson? I McCoy. Don't, McCoy. Anthony McCoy's art piece, uh, say his name, or say my name. And it was, like, a huge deal for him, because his name was finally being spoken on TV. I mean, people like, were murdered, but... <laughs> yes. But his art piece was getting a lot of attention because of it. Yeah. So after this. All press is good press. Yes. <laughs> even when it's bad. So after this on the news, people hear about this and they're like, oh, they're talking about, yeah, that's old story. And that just gets people interested and people saying the name. After this, Anthony starts deteriorating. Deteriorating? Deteriorating. Deteriorating. I'm terrible at words sometimes. So he got stung by a bee. I don't think we said that at I the did. beginning. Okay, yeah. He got stung by a bee and his bee sting went from regular bee sting to a little bit infected bee sting to now his whole hand is fucked up. Yeah, so his right arm... His right arm is mm-hmm. just falling apart. It's just like mummified at this point. Yeah. And he's, he's like pulling skin oh, hell off of his shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, a lot of things happen. A lot of people get murdered. Um, people are interested in Anthony now. His artwork. And they're like, hey, you know, What's I'll, your next piece? my what bad, my bad. I thought you were shitty, but this is kind of cool now because everybody's talking about it. You, what are you doing next? And he's like, I, I got some things in the pipeline. Uh, he starts just drawing people. He doesn't know who they are. He gets these flashes in his mind. And it's his inspiration, essentially. <laughs> and he starts making these portraits of other black men. 
And then one of the pictures is Johnny Todd. But there are other faces. And so that's kind of the weird question that's coming from this. He actually goes back to Burke, because Burke has all the fucking answers, apparently. And he talks to him, and then Burke finally brings up the fact that Sherman isn't the first specter that comes out when you say the Seaman's name. No, that is Daniel, Tony Todd. And anytime that they do a story or talk about something old, they use um, shadow puppets, which I think is probably one of the coolest ways to explain something. It was really fucking cool. It was, it reminded me almost exactly of um, the art that they use to tell the story of the three brothers from Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, yeah, 7.1, 7.2, whatever it is. Um, And I love that idea of storytelling like it was so cool and you could even see the hands that were like moving the puppets yeah. they kept popping up in the shadow boxes of it it was really fucking cool yeah so burke explains daniel's story he was an artist beaten to death because he has having an interracial affair with a white lady and, and she was pregnant. pregnant they cut his hand off stick a hook on it cover him in in honey and bees sting him and then they burn his body Spread the ashes of Cabrini Green. Hey, that sounds like the first movie. But then apparently, because Seaman is the hive, and there have been generations of new souls that get wronged in the right situation and hop into the hive of Seaman. So now that's that new level that Katie was talking about that they add to these horror stories. It's not just one person. There are multiple names and people it's and every black man who's been wronged yes for generations and I, in that same area by i don't think it necessarily has to be wronged by white men but that tends to be yeah, what it it's is it's kind of the situation it seems like something racial or just wrongfully I mean, accused aside from of something Helen, yeah and hers is a weird situation yeah. but i think it's just anybody that's wrongfully accused of something and then murdered for it yeah wrongfully murdered so uh, he brings up names. We don't get a full... I feel like that they left these scenes out because of time. But this movie seems so fast that at in the end credits, they actually do shadow puppet explanations of every person that became a killing soul at the end. And yeah. I was sad that they didn't have it there, but that scene would have gone on really long. But I'm also glad because one of them was... Uh very very close resemblance to the Emmett Till story and I don't I don't want to watch that yeah I, I don't need to see a live version of heart I like can't that. my heart can't handle it yes uh so the end credits uh probably on YouTube at some point somebody will probably just record that and put it on there yeah look for the end credits of just this movie it's really, really the whole, cool. All of the shadow puppet story, honestly. Yes, honestly. It's, I'm sure someone will cut it together that it's like all the different shadow puppet yeah, get you pretty sections. Far. It's fucking cool. <laughs> so, uh, like Katie was talking about, that scab is just, this is his whole goddamn arm at this point. His whole arm, and it's creeping up his neck and into his face. Uh, he's constantly seeing Sherman just in any reflection. And like a good, newer, scary movie... He is just in the background of scenes, just watching, and he'll Every disappear. mirror oh, in this movie so good. that they walk by, Sherman pops up in. 
There like, was you, yeah, there was one so scene good. where he's talking to this art critic that said his stuff was shit, and now she's talking. Now she's cool with him. Um, he's in the reflection, and Sherman is copying his every movement to the point of he is Sherman almost, and he freaks out, and the lady like wakes him up, and she's like, "Well, what what are you looking at?" And he's like, "Nothing." His reflection's normal, but then if you look in the background, a door behind the art critic. You just see him halfway in the door frame looking. Yeah. And then she's talking and he just leaves. And I was like, he was still there. Yeah. <laughs> like, God damn it, this is good. Insanity. It's so good. So uh, that art critic gets just lifted into the air the second he leaves and she gets murdered all around her room. Yeah. So, Choke slammed. Yeah. Um, he goes to the hospital because he's super fucked up at this point. His arm is really bad. And he gets an IV, but then he leaves, because that's what you do in a movie. You don't stay long enough to really get help. You just, you know, they're like, hey, do this. Don't move. Oh, you're moving. Cool. Okay, you left. Cool. That meant nothing. So he finally goes home, because at the hospital, they say, oh, you were actually born at this hospital. He's like, no. No, I was born on the other side of town. Yeah. And he's like, no, it says right here, you were born here. And he's like, oh. Okay, I need to ask my mom about this. I gotta go talk to my fucking mom. He goes to visit his mom, Anne Marie McCoy. Hey, that sounds familiar, Otis. Yes, she was in the first movie. She's the lady that lost her baby. Making Anthony the baby. Yes, he's the fucking Holy baby. Holy shit. Mind blown. So it makes more sense why he's being bothered by the seaman and the spirits and everything. Because he was supposed to die. Yep. It's like, seaman was like, I'm killing this fucking baby. Like, this is it. I want Helen. So this baby's going to die. He got away. So finally, he gets close enough to Cabrini Green. And the spirit's like, oh, shit, that kid's back. Well, yeah. I'm going to fuck with him. And so it's like, oh, you shouldn't have went over there, bud. You got yeah. fucked about this. So Anne-Marie tells him that she lied about where he was born because... She wanted she, to protect him. She wanted him to have a normal life. And then he looks at her and says, do I look normal? His whole right side is like scabbing over and she's like, oh, my gosh, no, you aren't. And she she tells Anthony that Helen saved his life that night. Everyone thinks she was the villain of the story. No, she went in, saved him, got him out. She caught on fire and killed the seaman. They all thought that she ended, ended it. But in, in one of the coolest lines, she says, well, we all made a like a deal that night to never say her name again. But someone broke the deal, obviously. And it's like, fuck, man. Like, they they had him gone for decades. Well, the person who said it wasn't the... It wasn't even someone who was there no. the night of the bonfire. This The bonfire thing happened 13 years after uh, Billy... Yeah. Like, experienced... Yeah, it was just the fact that... Sherman. Like, Brianna's brother brought up a story close to it, and Anthony yeah. got nosy and got too deep. Yep. And then was like... Oh, here we go. It's it's all it takes. Just someone being a little too nosy. So Anthony is very, very sad. And he's like, damn, I'm, I, I give up kind of. It's really weird. And so he goes back to Cabrini Green and he just kind of wanders through. So Brianna realizes that Burke is the beginning of this whole story of her boyfriend kind of going crazy. So she goes to visit Burke at the laundromat. And she goes to the back in his office, and she looks around and see anything. And she's like, oh, I guess he's gone. And then they show the angle from another, you know, spot. And 
Burke rolls up on Brianna and knocks her the fuck out and drags her off. And it's like, oh shit. So we wake up at the church. Anthony is just kind of sitting in a corner quietly, looking at a picture really, really close. And Burke tells her that he is going to make a new seaman. That Sherman's spirit is just vengeful and he wants one that isn't born from suffering he wants one that it's really weird um yeah because burke doesn't know the story of anthony he just thinks anthony is this random just a normal kid normal art guy who was for some reason interested in the stories of seaman but guess what? Yeah, he's <laughs> he was born thrown. in some fucking torture. Yeah, he almost died as a one-year-old in the bonfire that killed the original seaman. Yeah, so he wants to make him an instrument of vengeance rather than a symbol of black pain and suffering. Go figure, he already is, but he doesn't know that. So Burke, to finish the transformation, cuts saws off Anthony's right hand and puts a hook into it and tightens it up with a belt. Gives him a sweet-ass jacket, and he's like, hey, he's ready, babe. It is a really hard scene to watch. If you are squeamish at all, you'll probably look away right there because the cutting of the hand isn't so bad. It's the placing of the hook. Oh, yeah, the putting of the hook in there. Oh, it's It's, rough. It's rough. So this whole time, Brianna is tied up watching because he he needs a witness. He needs somebody to see this because it's going to be awesome and probably get killed by him, too. So Brianna gets free, runs off. Fights Burke a couple of times in the dark. It was a pretty cool scene with a flashlight that doesn't want to stay on. And she actually stabs Burke to death with a pin <laughs> that she got from his office. From his laundromat. Yeah. She wasn't fucking around. She not stabbed. Oh. She. We say it all the time when we watch movies like, you should have double tapped. You should have double tapped. Don't leave. Make sure that that person is dead because that's the worst thing in horror movies is nobody ever makes checks to make sure that the person is fucking dead. Uh,. Brianna sure fucking did. Yeah, no, she, she stabbed did him straight in the eyes, like click, 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 like three times fast, and then switched to the other eye, click, 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 and then just like went to fucking town, like yeah. insane. Like yeah, she, she was an archaeologist him. on a dig. Yeah. She was. She stabbed him a lot. She, yeah, he was probably unrecognizable. Yeah. So Anthony pops up. Oh no, he's still normal ish, and he says like, yeah, he's probably dead. <laughs> He comes in and they hug for a second and he collapses because he's been through a lot. His body's fucked up. Yeah, he just got his arm cut, part of his arm cut off. And his body is kind of not his. Half of his body's fucked up. So the police pop up. Uh, Hooray, the cops are here. Cop comes in really quick, says, put your hands up, and then just starts shooting. And oh no, Brianna didn't get shot, Anthony got shot. Classic racist cops, right? Yeah. So Anthony's they dead. They literally weren't doing a damn thing. No. <laughs> they were just laying there. She was trying. She was holding on to Anthony because he had collapsed. That was it. Yeah. And just rolls Fuck in and starts pop popping. So Brianna's arrested and handcuffed. She's put in the back of the squad van, <laughs> a SUV, and a officer comes in and tells her, "Like, man, it's a good thing like the cop got there and saved you from Anthony." He's pretty crazy right and you saw that he like was coming at the cop and that's why he had to shoot him right right you saw that i mean if you didn't see it then 
you'd be an accomplice and you would go to jail for the rest of your life. So what, what did you see, uh, Brianna? And Brianna's like, hey, I'll tell you whatever you want if you just let me see myself in the mirror real quick. And he turns the mirror to her and she summons Seaman. Says name five times. And then cops just instantly start getting their throats cut. And they're like, what the fuck? And ripped to shreds. And they start shooting at a figure that's covered in bees. It's Anthony. And Anthony, it's, it's, it's his coat, it's his head, and he's killing all of these cops. And then the last cop, he's locked in the SUV with Brianna, and he's like, who the fuck are you? Who are you? And he says, I don't remember the quote, but he says all these things just like Tony Todd did. And he is slowly changing in all the reflections. He turns to Sherman. He turns to one of the kids, was Willie, William, and he turns to everybody. And then at the end, the voice kind of sounds familiar. And the cop, the doors get unlocked. The cop runs away. Brianna gets out of the car, and she hears someone struggling around the corner. She goes around the corner and sees the cop just getting fucked up by the seaman. And then the seaman turns to her, and she looks at him. His face turns, changes, back to Tony Todd, a young Tony Todd. And then the face looks at her and says, tell everyone. And then the cops roll up on Brianna. And then the movie ends. So Seaman's like, I'm going to let you go because people need to know what's up. Because that's how he stays alive, just like with Freddy. So, I mean. People need to know about him. Yep. To summon him. To keep being scared and to summon him. Yep. So, uh, like we said, at the end of the movie, there are shadow puppet explanations of all the other people that became Seaman. So they, There were quite a few of them. Yeah, they go back over Sherman, the whole candy things there's a kid a young child riding a bike and then it seems like a young white girl points at him and says like oh he probably stole that bike that's what i get from it and then other people start pointing they're like oh, i yeah. immediately went to, like my brain couldn't escape the emmett till yeah idea that yeah the, he did something bad he did something to me yes because I'm, oh stole my because bike i'm white everyone's gonna believe me yeah yeah well and that's i mean yeah 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 just and then that horrible. kid gets arrested and then tried as an adult, and he gets the electric chair. And then his spirit becomes that. that the Seaman. Century Seaman. Uh, there was another one. Uh, a black guy, he bought a home in the wrong neighborhood. And he gets hooked up to a, a truck and dragged down the street. And they leave his body to die. And he becomes that new spirit. Uh, there was... Oh, another one. This dude's at a store. And then... The somebody in the store just attacks him and they take his money and they laugh and they just leave his body to die and he becomes that new spirit in that generation. And they show Tony Todd's too. Yes, they go back and show him. So all of these people and it's funny, not funny, but it's it's cool to see all of them. Um, they end up in a line and so it's Tony Todd's, the original spirit, and then shadow puppets of all the other ones pop up. Yeah. And then there's an Anthony one. It's really cool. And actually show Anthony's story. The shadow puppet thing was so... It's it's one of the best parts of the movie. And so, then the movie ends. The credits start rolling. This movie's absolutely amazing. So, if you have time, seriously, watch this movie. Yeah, go watch this film. So, Katie, who was your favorite character in this movie? I mean, we were just singing their praises. It's got to be the shadow puppets. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't 
really play they're not a, like a physical or a real character so much but the backstory of the seaman that is added through this shadow puppet storytelling is fucking phenomenal and uh jordan peele if you are listening please 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 keep doing this shadow puppet thing because that was really fucking cool and i would love to see it in the next can't seaman sequel um or if there's going to be one or whatever the next movie is that you do like this is a really fucking cool way to get the like past part of the story told and it was amazing absolutely amazing my favorite character so puppets obviously Brianna was actually a really cool character. Um, she was my other one. She was my would have been my honorable mention. She did a lot of fighting, and she didn't really need help. She got out of a lot of things. It's odd, like so. Anthony got all the issues put on him, which makes it seem like he was gonna make it in the end and survive. But no, he, he was just there to be the new form. Brianna was the one. She was the final girl of this movie. My favorite thing about Brianna's character is that she was a the mo not a she was the most realistic portrayal of a black female lead in a horror film mm-hmm. that I've ever seen and to, like what I mean by that is every time someone brought up the myth or like hey let's say the name in the mirror and let's do this and you know, maybe we should go over here to Cabrini Green and check this out. Every single time, she's like, "No, how about we not?" She was like, yeah. "If you fucking say this, I like, we're done. Get the fuck out." She was legitimately like, "Can you fucking not?" Like, she didn't necessarily believe in it, but she was not having it. And every African American person that I know is that like. Do not fucking come at me with this, like, bullshit fairy tale, like, murderous fairy tale thing. Because, you know, it's probably fake. But in the, you know, point zero 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 one percent chance that it's real, I ain't trying to be fucking part of it. Yeah. And I loved that her character actually leaned into that. Because in the first one, everyone, like, nobody really seemed to take it too seriously. Her fucking... um, Bernadette. Bernadette, her best friend, like, she was also researching the story, and at no point in researching the story was she she was like, no, maybe we shouldn't. No, let's not. She wasn't really doing that. She she was, like, gung-ho about her fucking research and didn't give a fuck about... Well, you gotta remember, from the first movie, Helen and Bernadette, they... So they didn't think themselves better than the people in Cabrini Green, but they were just like, oh, this is something that they're scared of. I'm not scared of this. And that's why they didn't, weren't worried about it. Yes, but it's unrealistic for a woman of color. Oh, definitely. Yeah, well, which you know, was my I problem it, with but... it. Which was my problem with it. Not to say, you know, that people of color are scared or like anything or like that. Or they superstitious. Superstitious is where, where it is. There are a lot of superstitions that, you know, Mexican folk just, we don't fuck with. Yeah. Like, we, we don't, we don't say, there are certain things we don't say, there are certain things we don't do. Same with uh, black folks, same, you know, BIPOC people just aren't about it. Yeah. Um, and white folks always just trying to like, fuck it, let's see, let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's let's go check out that sound in the woods. How about we fucking not? And yeah. Brianna was spot on exactly what someone 
should be in this instance. She was like, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Let's, let's fucking not. No. Can you not? And she was getting really, really mad when it, when Anthony was saying his name in the mirror. She's like, I'm I'm serious. I'm fucking done. Stop. Yeah, it it was a mess. So, who was your least favorite character in this movie? Oh, easy. The cops. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> garbage. Straight garbage. The Chicago Yes, they were P- Chicago. Chicago PD in this fucking film were trash. Racist ass bitches. Um, both in the 70s when Sherman ended up getting fucking beaten to death and in the 2000s when the cop was trying to pressure Bree into saying whatever it is that he wanted to say, wanted her to say to get his friend off because he shot her boyfriend. Like, fuck these cops, man. Ugh, bleh. Fuck them. So my least favorite character, and it sucks because I was explaining it to somebody earlier, these movies only continue and function and end and actually have an ending if people are stupid. That's the only way it works. If I was in this and I was like, hey, I dare you to say his name five times, well, I lost that dare. I'm not doing it. That's really no, stupid. I dare you to go fuck yourself. Yeah. The end. So my least favorite character was just Anthony's dumb side. And it's just, he didn't believe it. And it's funny. There was a spot. He didn't know his past. Yes. <laughs> but there was a spot where he looks at Brianna. He's like, I fucked up. And it's like, yeah, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> I told you, bitch. He's like, I, I woke him up. And they're like, who? You know who I'm talking about. I'm scared. I'm like, yeah, bitch. Remember when I was like, don't say his name? You're like, I'll say it. Because cause whatever. And I'm like, it. But like I said, movies only continue if people are stupid. Um. I need to get past that because there's always going to be a character like that. But just with something like this, I just felt bad for Anthony later on because, God, he went through so much in this movie. Yeah, he went through a lot. So He did. But, unfortunately, that was my least favorite character. So, the... Okay. I didn't do the minority kill count yet because I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. This movie, it is predominantly African-American. Mm-hmm. Would the white people be the minorities in this movie? I think we had the same conversation for another film. But I can't remember what it was that we watched Maybe, the last year. Well, no one died and somebody was helped it? me, but a no, lot no, no, of white no, people no, were no. bothered. Um, fuck. What was that movie? Tales from the Hood? We just watched it. God damn it. Okay. Well, what did we do for the last Seaman movie? Did, did we count minorities? Well, because actual minorities. Well, black people died. Yeah. Okay, so then let's count actual minorities. Okay, actual minorities that died. Yeah, but I would say in this specific movie, because it's the telling of how the yeah they shouldn't they really don't count, count. No. how the protect yeah how the antagonist is made. So none of the Seamen count. So I'd say, like, who even died that was... A lot of white people. Yeah, but no... Did anyone, any black people die in this well, movie? Anthony. Oh, yeah. Okay. But he, <laughs> but again, but his was yeah. the making of a, so the new No, it was just all white people. No? No black people died in this movie. Uh, An Asian girl died in the bathroom, though. Oh, you're right. You're right. That's one. So one. We got one 
minority. So we are now at 141 little t. Yeah, because we're not counting the like eight or nine black men that yeah. became. Though we could. The candy people. We could say the white people in this movie are the minorities because they get fucked up. But no. That's a lot. So 141. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 141 and one Spanish turtle. <laughs> 141 T. Yeah. Always gonna remember that. So. Tito turtle. Let's do seven word synopsis. Uh, I got three of them. Uh, it was cool to see Tony Todd. It made me smile. Like, I say with a lot of things, like, if a, you have a voice actor, if Katie's been doing this voice forever, and she's old, but she still can do it, it sounds good, let Katie do it. I don't see why... Mario. Hmm? Oh, Mario. Yeah, I know. Otis is saying this, but he doesn't seem to have a problem with Chris Pratt being Mario, so... Because that Mario voice just goes, ho ho! Let's go. That's, That's fine. All That's does. all we need. We don't need extra voices. Yeah. Mario don't need to say shit. Just let Mario go on an adventure. That should kind of be the joke that he doesn't say a lot. <laughs> In Paper Mario, that's what they do. That'd They're be like, fucking funny if they hired Chris Pratt and he doesn't say shit. Well, yeah. In, in, in Paper Mario, the joke is like, your brother, he just doesn't, doesn't really say much, right? He's just a silent hero. He's like, yeah, he's kind of always been like that. Yeah. <laughs> like Luigi talks all the time because his brother didn't talk. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was really cool to see Tony Todd in this. He's still alive. He still has a scary fucking voice. Yep. So, so let him do it. Yep. And I was very happy because the whole time... Make a second one. Yeah. The whole time when the spirit would come kill people, I was like, God damn it, it's a new person. And he was scary. Trust me. He was. He had a really way too happy smile on his face. And his breathing was really scary to hear before you saw him. It was great. But my boy Tony is still alive. And yeah. He, give him all the monies, please. Uh, my next one is... Anthony had that stupid-ass Helen energy. Hey, check out this creepy-ass story, and you say this thing five times. I'm going to say it. Why? I don't know. It feels like I should do it. I'm oh, no. I've gone too deep. Help. I'm going to say <laughs> it, and then I'm going to go explore it. And then I'm going to set up things to make other people say it. I'm smart. <laughs> SMRT. Yeah, SMRT. My last one is, tell everyone, okie dokie, Mr. Candy Guy. <laughs> That's what I would say. <laughs> Okie dokie, Dr. Jones. <laughs> you, ca- you call him Daniel Dow. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, if I was at the end and he was, he didn't gut me like a fucking fish because I said his name five times. And he's like, tell everybody. Absolutely, sir. Yes. Deuces. Yes, sir. I'm like, fuck yeah, I will. Absolutely. <laughs> you ain't killing me? You're right, sir. You gave me a fucking pass? I'm going to tell everyone of the legend. Bro, I'll give you so many people to kill. <laughs> right. Got I will. Me. You got Cure, me I will curate up. an entire art exhibit about you. Bro, you got me fucked up. You let me go? Shit. <laughs> you ain't gonna see me again. Uh, but no. Y- yeah. Okie dokie. <laughs> so I'm, saying I'm gonna leave. So, Katie. Okay. Uh, got me out here scared of mirrors. <laughs> uh, seriously, every mirror in this fucking movie had a seaman in it. It was not yeah, Scary good. person just smiling. Yeah. Horror confronting racial issues. Thanks, Jordan Peele. Yeah. <laughs> really uh, yeah. Billy can go fuck himself, punk bitch. Yeah. Honestly, Billy should have been my least favorite. Oh, yeah. Billy was garbage. He was, well, yeah. He was one of my least favorites. There was a lot, though. <laughs> there were more poop people than him. <laughs> there were. 
And then uh, my last one, pressuring ass police get fucked by Seaman. Oh, yeah, they got pressured real good. Yep. What a hook. <laughs> oh, hook. <laughs> Yeah. So this film came out August 27th. Wow, that was like three weeks ago. <laughs> Four. What a weird time to come out. Why yeah. Wait a month. Hell, I don't know. Well, it was supposed to come out earlier, and then they pushed it back. Yeah. So Okay, a horror movie should only come out two times a year, and that is around Valentine's Day, prior to Valentine's Day, so you can snuggle up with your sweetheart, get scared as fuck together, mm-hmm. or at the beginning of fucking October. Yeah. So you can watch it all month long. Yeah. And it'll be out and then just right for Halloween when you watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think the budget was for this film? So I went really high because of the bees and <laughs> the, bees. the refilming, I would say. Because I, w- I wouldn't say it's CGI, but the refilming reshoots they had to do to keep getting um, the seaman in all of the mirrors to yeah. ca- like to catch him oh, all those angles just right all yeah. those different angles because they had to you know they had to shoot entire scenes where he wasn't there and then scenes where he was there so they could piece them together and make it look like it was all one scene all together. Oh yeah. Um, so I went really high and I'm probably way off, but I said seventy five million. Damn. Yeah, I, I, I went really fucking yeah. high. Uh, the budget was $25 million. Okay. So it was way off. Okay, what do you think the box office was? I said nothing, because it's brand new, and there isn't final numbers yet. Because I did not realize that it came out all the way in August. I thought it came out in September. Oh, uh, okay. So, there was some numbers. Actually, pretty good numbers. $75 million. So what I guessed that it yeah. cost. <laughs> when yeah. you said the number, I was like... Yeah. I mean, you were there. Yeah. Uh, but no, this movie did good. And this is a film that fucking, like, like video on demand, some theaters and stuff. Because right now, in the, the way the world's going, theaters are open. It's not a lot. Uh, as long as shit doesn't get a little too wild. Because Broadway opened up for Aladdin. And then a lot of cases happened. And so they're quietly shutting that down again. So Well, no, Broadway's back open. Oh, it's good? Okay, good. So it, it like, opened up. It did, like, or this was, like, a while ago. Aladdin opened up, and then a bunch of people got sick, and then they shut it down, and now it's open again. Shut it down. Go home. Yeah. So, um, but no, this came out, and it was a hot commodity. The social media, I think, helped out a lot. Because um, the the trailers had a version of Say My Name, uh, Destiny's Child, but it was like in minor and slow. It was so creepy. And it was really, really good. It was really good. And just, like I said, anything with Jordan Peele's name on it, it's going to make some money. It's going to make its money back easy. Yeah. So everybody's like, Jordan Peele's doing a Candyman movie? Yeah. Turn up. I'm in. You know, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm in. 100%. One only thing I said is, I hope Tony Todd's in this bitch. Because he's still alive. Let him be in it. So, and he was. Hooray. Um, but no, this movie did good. Everyone enjoyed it. Uh, you know, there's always some some mid people out there. and It was derivative. Yeah, getting on the story and stuff. But, like, but that's kind of the story of these. It's a horror and, movie. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. But no, it's amazing. Some people kind of got on the time of it. Because it's an hour and a half. It moves kind of quick. They were it like, you could have really put a little more weight into it. But... It felt good. Honestly, all the scenes seemed like they stayed 
the right amount of time. I like that there wasn't any extra bullshit. Yes. I liked that it was like, okay, here we go. Uh, artist learns of the history of the Seaman. Then he slowly starts murdering folks and becomes Seaman. Or, you know, kind of. And then that's it. That's the story. And we learn some more extra lore in the middle. And it's really cool. Yeah. So, uh, this movie did great. And I hope that they continue. I I got this feeling in the back of my head that it's just, that's it. It's going to be a one and done. And they're just going to be like, bye-bye. Maybe. It did really well yeah. financially. So, I wouldn't be shocked if they made a second one. It did really good. I'm, I'm hoping that they just want to make some more. Because... Apparently, back in the day, they wanted to do a prequel about Daniel and Helen's, like, romance back in, a, like, you know, centuries ago. But they are like, eh, let's keep it modern. Yeah, that movie's already been made. It's called Holes. Heh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's too damn bad. <laughs> I like that. That was good. Uh, but no, uh, do you have anything else to say about this movie? No, it's really fucking good. Yeah, I had a great go time. Go watch with this it. movie. If you enjoyed the first one, or even if you didn't and you haven't watched the first one, go check this movie out. There's a lot of backstory uh, and extra lore put in that makes it really cool. So, when I was coming up with the set list of these movies, the 31, I was a little worried because we're doing a lot of newer stuff. And I was like, I mean, shit, you know? Because there's so many older, really good, older, scary movies out there. But then I was like, nah, man, there's some bangers coming out. <laughs> yeah, like this movie, fucking Halloween Kills. I'm me and Katie are foaming at the mouth for Halloween Kills. That's gonna be yep, fucking great episode. Um, there's tons of things coming out this month. I'm like, well, fuck it, man. This is, this is gonna be new shit this year. I'm sorry, it's fucking great. But no, we've gone back and listened to some old stuff. So, uh, if you have any other cool fun facts about Tony Todd and why he should be the voice of I don't know, fucking is he? Has he been the voice of fucking a Decepticon? I don't know. He should fucking be Megatron, hands down. Isn't that always uh, Agent Smith? He only did it once. They find people that kind of sound like him. Oh, that's dumb. He did that one movie and he's like, I'm out. Just like when he did Red Skull and he's like, I'm out. I'd really like, I mean, I haven't looked at um, Tony Todd's filmography, but I would really like to see a movie where... Tony Todd and Keith David play brothers, even if it's animated, because oh. they both have the deep, scary-ass voice. Oh, dear lord. Like, give it to me. That's oh. what I want. Scare the fucking shit out of me. Oh, Jesus. Give it to me. Both of their voices are amazing. They're so, so scary. Like, <laughs> sign me the fuck up. Yeah, like I said, he's doing good. He looks healthy. He should um, just narrate scary stories. That's what I'm talking about, man. Let him read some books. Fuck. I just want him to be happy and rich. I want him to have all the monies. Hey, Audible, you should probably get Tony Todd to read, like, scary stories to tell in the dark or something. I'd buy that. It'd be great. (laughs) Yeah, that's fucking great. So, um, yeah, but if you have any other cool fun facts about Tony Todd, you can tweet us at... Alan Tompon. We have an email, it is. AlanTompresents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at... AlanTompresents. But yeah, if you listen to this, the Facebook, you can listen to it live on there. It's really fun and cool. Do it. Give us likes and follow us on Facebook and stuff. We need yeah. that. Yeah, and don't forget to rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. Help all those algorithms out. Tell your friends. Yeah. So for year three, um, there's always goals that I give myself. Uh, one of the goals soon enough, hopefully this episode, um, there will be a little surprise. And it was one of the goals I've wanted for a while. So, but the one thing is, 
I'm not really that big on social media. I'm just not that kind of person. Um, but I do want to do a little more interactions with people online and stuff because that might help us out, like getting commercials and stuff. Because I remember Micah brought it up. He's like, hey, you know, maybe it'd be easier for you to get commercials. Like, they probably check the social media. And if you only have like, you know, five people and it's like, hey, check out this cool new underwear, five people that I know on here. So. Um, I'm feeling that our social media presence needs to be a little bit bigger and maybe it'll be easier for us to get sponsorships and things like that. So for season three of this podcast, year three, um, that's going to be one thing that we do. Push a little bit more and get out there, get some more emails. I've been talking to some other podcasts, some horror podcasts and stuff. So um, we're going to be on some episodes doing some lists. This one person I was talking to, he's like, Hey, tell me your top 10, like, worst horror movies. I'm like, I could do that. Worst, okay. Or, like, foreign. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or best weapons in horror movies. I was like, I can do that. I can do find 10 things. So, um, there's other podcasts out there that are interested in what we do. So, uh, we're going to get out there and do that. So, like always, thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back tomorrow with another scary movie. Okay, bye, guys. Bye.